Welcome to the I'm Still Learning Podcast. I'm your host, Randy Whitlow. I've been reading and studying the Bible my entire life, but I still have a lot of questions, and I'm still learning what it means. Each episode, we will take a look at what the Bible has to say and what it means to us today. The thing that really distinguishes the authentic Christian life from all others is the kindness that is displayed to everyone regardless of who they are. It is a recognition that no matter what advantages or disadvantages mark a person's way of life, we all have an equal need of a loving Heavenly Father. This recognition of equality insists that everyone be treated with kindness. That's why I'm calling episode 53, Aggressive Kindness. Back in my oil field days, I was on a job in late December that was supposed to be finished by the day before Christmas Eve. All of my family would be coming to my house on Christmas Eve. The job went on long, and I got nervous. It finally ended about 2 p.m. on Christmas Eve, but I was six hours from home. When I arrived at my house, I was oil field randy. I was dirty, smelly, and unshaven, wearing my steel-toed boots and dirty coveralls. I hurried back to the shower to get cleaned up. When I emerged, I was no longer oil field randy. I was Christmas Eve party randy. I was clean. I was shaved and I was wearing party clothes. My conversation, my priorities, and my appearance changed when I was transformed from oil field Randy to family party Randy. If I had showered but put the dirty coveralls back on, or if I spent the entire evening talking to my family about the oil field, everyone would have eventually known that I wasn't fully transformed. My body might have been at the party, but my mind was still on the job. When we receive Christ, our life, our actions, and our interactions should reflect a new and different life. Paul explains this transformation very well in today's scripture reading, found in Colossians, the third chapter, starting at verse 1. Since you have been raised to new life with Christ, set your sights on the realities of heaven where Christ sits in the place of honor at God's right hand. Think about the things of heaven, not the things of earth. For you died to this life, and your real life is hidden with Christ in God. And when Christ, who is your life, is revealed to the whole world, you will share in all His glory. So put to death the sinful earthly things lurking within you, have nothing to do with sexual immorality, impurity, lust, and evil desires. Don't be greedy, for a greedy person is an idolater, worshiping the things of this world. Because of these sins, the anger of God is coming. You used to do these things when your life was still part of this world. But now is the time to get rid of anger, rage, malicious behavior, slander, and dirty language. Don't lie to each other, for you have stripped off your old sinful nature and all its wicked deeds. Put on your new nature and be renewed as you learn to know your Creator and become like Him. 
In this new life, it doesn't matter if you are a Jew or a Gentile, circumcised or uncircumcised, barbaric, uncivilized, slave, or free. Christ is all that matters, and He lives in all of us. Since God chose you to be the holy people He loves, you must clothe yourselves with tender-hearted mercy, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Make allowance for each other's faults and forgive anyone who offends you. Remember, the Lord forgave you, so you must forgive others. Above all, clothe yourselves with love which binds us all together in perfect harmony, and let the peace that comes from Christ rule in your hearts. For as members of one body you are called to live in peace, and always be thankful. Let the message about Christ, in all its richness, fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all the wisdom He gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representative of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through Him to God the Father. The Christian life is a different life from all others. Other religions or moral codes may call for their folks to do things that are similar to what Christianity requires, but there is a significant difference. A humanistic moral code calls for people to treat others well because it shows respect for the human condition. Other religions stress these moral imperatives as a way to earn favor for the afterlife. But Christianity calls on each of us who call Jesus the Lord of our lives to represent the love of Christ that we have experienced by displaying the peace we enjoy and in the way we love others. We show love not to gain love, but because we have experienced His great love. Now, we have talked in previous weeks about the followers of Christ having citizenship in heaven. But what does that mean exactly? Well, it's been my privilege to visit some two dozen different countries in my lifetime. I visited these countries as a citizen of the United States. I never made a secret of that fact. In reality, it would have been difficult, if not impossible, to hide that fact. In my visits, I obeyed the laws of that country. I never pledged allegiance to another country, but I was respectful when they did. I never for a minute forgot that I am an American and that my loyalty is to the U.S. I didn't lead any revolts in an attempt to overthrow them and claim their territory for the United States. That was not my purpose. I was there for my own enjoyment, but I never forgot that the people I met might form their opinion of all Americans based on their interaction with me. I knew that my time in that country would be temporary and that my real home was in good old Oklahoma, and I was secure in the knowledge that my American citizenship would ensure that I would be welcomed back when I returned home. So living in this world as a citizen of heaven... I hope that the people I interact with will recognize that there is something different about me. I should never forget that I am a child of God first and foremost. 
I should never be ashamed to let people know that I am a Christ follower. I will live respectfully here on earth and try to represent Jesus the best way that I can because folks that I come in contact with may form their opinion of who Jesus is by what they think of me. And I know that no matter what happens in this world, my citizenship in heaven is secure, and at the end of this trip, I will be welcomed to my heavenly home. Paul is saying that we should be more concerned with the things of heaven than the things that look so messed up here on earth, because our real life is hidden with Christ in God. Here is what that real life will look like. He begins by calling out moral and behavioral sins. Someone who represents a company, a political party, or a religion is expected to do things that are consistent with their identity and especially not do things that the group is opposed to. There are some things in our human nature that obviously have no part in the life of the follower of Christ. Sexual promiscuity and greed cause much trouble in many forms in our world, even as the world may defend them as good and natural. The person who would be a good representative of the things of heaven would understand that those things might seem to promise joy and contentment, but they deliver anything but joy and contentment. Paul moves on beyond these obvious examples to some other things that are easier to hide and sometimes even to justify. As a culture, we are getting nastier in our interactions with one another. Too often, folks who call themselves Christ followers resort to the world's habit of belittling those who think different by the use of name-calling and dehumanizing our opponents. If we are allowing the Holy Spirit to do His work in our lives, we will stop this fighting, name-calling, and scamming. Otherwise, we are just another interest group that is fighting over the issues of the day using the tools that everyone else uses. We will never encounter another person who is not created in the image of God, and they are known and loved by God, so we have no right to treat anyone badly. Jews considered themselves as God's favorites, and everyone else was unclean. They thought that the barbarians were uneducated, the Scythians were uncouth, slaves were the lowest class of human, and those who were free were the educated higher class with many opportunities available to them. Personalities, opportunities, and skills can vary widely from person to person, but their value to God is always the same. All are of equal value to God. Christ levels the playing field, and all are to be given the respect of a fellow human being. You know, the great lottery of life is all that separates us, we have no say in the circumstances of our birth, but the recognition of our need of salvation in Jesus brings us all together. So this is the part that truly sets those of us who call ourselves Christian as being different from the rest of the world. And this is more than just being polite, and it is more than just ignoring or not engaging those who are different or annoying or even antagonistic to us. It is wearing the uniform of God's people, and that uniform is aggressively kind. 
It means that we treat every human being as someone who is created in God's image. Now, it doesn't mean that we have to agree with or condone activities or attitudes that are difficult for us to understand or even downright offensive to us. What it means is that if we let the peace that comes from Christ rule in our hearts, we can live in a constant state of peace no matter what happens to us or around us. We will live confident that God loves us and that at the end of this life, we have eternal life with Jesus. And knowing that, the things that once caused us to get all so worked up now pale in comparison to the all-encompassing peace that we can have as children of God. So we don't have to react to things that we don't understand or don't like as the world does in anger or fear or defensiveness. We don't have to resort to name-calling or making up stories to make our enemies look bad. And I'm not just talking about wimpy niceness. I'm talking about a strong, confident knowledge that we are secure in our relationship with God. It is powerful peace. The peace of a warrior who feels no threat and has no need to pick a fight. It's not being a scaredy cat who avoids all conflict or the weakness of giving in to a bully. It is grace under pressure. It is power that is under control. It is being always thankful for what Christ has done for us and what he has prepared for us. And finally, the theologian William Barclay once said, Christianity is community. Christianity has on its divine side the amazing gift of peace with God and on its human side the triumphant solution of the problem of living together. This life doesn't come from attending an hour-long service once a week. This is a wonderful way of life that we can live all the time. When you truly understand this message and what it means for you, it will fill your life. It will become the central focus of your life. Then, as you do your work, enjoy your family, participate in your hobbies and social activities, you will be the same thankful, peaceful, loving representative of the Lord Jesus in everything you do. But you have to allow it to happen in you. Accept his peace and model it to a world that doesn't seem to want it. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the I'm Still Learning podcast. If you find this podcast interesting, won't you please share it with a friend? Also, let me know what you think. Find me on Facebook or Instagram under my name, Randy Whitlow, or send an email to rbwhitlow at me.com. Until next week, I'm Randy Whitlow, and I'm still learning.